Good morning, Covenant Network listeners. I'm Elizabeth Reckenberg, and I am happy to be today's guest host of Roadmap to Heaven. We have a very special edition of the Roadmap Roundup today. But before we get to that, let's begin our day in prayer. Today we will pray our morning offering and also a memorari to entrust this show to the Blessed Mother's intercession. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart. In union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother, To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Once again, I'm Elizabeth Reckenberg, and we have a very special Mother's Day edition of the Roadmap Roundup. And I'm delighted to be joined by this remarkable panel of mothers who will share their insights with us today. So let's get started. We have a round table of mothers that have lots of experience, and we're going to try to share with you today some of our challenges that we've had in our lifetime, and yet also a lot of rewarding experiences with being a mother. Today, my guests are Corey Grizzle, Courtney Stevens, and Kay Halfman. So let me start with you, Corey. You know, what can you think of as being challenges and yet rewarding experiences at the same time. (laughs) So um, I have 10 children and they range from 22 down to almost four. So it's been a long time of parenting um, and, and really just trying to bring their spirit out, bring their personalities out, keep that discipline in them as well as just without squashing it, without squashing that personality, without squashing that spirit that they have. And really just being able to see that come out in its in its full force, because I have grown children now that are are going after their own dreams and they're going after their own families and professional part of their lives. And um, just being able to see that is incredibly rewarding. You know, I want to say it's all it's all me. Like <laughs> I did that. right? <laughs> but I absolutely did not. <laughs> so, you know, the, the good times and the bad times and the ups and downs of, of parenting, it's there every day. And it's whether they're toddlers or whether they're adults. But yeah, it's really, it's very challenging to bring them through that. And it's very rewarding to see them flourish. I agree. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially with 10, that's amazing. That would be like (laughs) seeing a lot of different personalities and yet a blend of you and your husband and, you know, God in them. And, you know, as he's our potter and we're the clay and you get the chance to mold each one and you hope you're chiseling off the right things <laughs> and making them just into the beautiful person and, that and they are. And with that many, eventually the personalities repeat themselves. Yes, all. They I've do. seen that one before. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so Courtney, how about you? What are your experiences? Um, well, I am currently the mother of three, um, but also one on the way. And my kids are seven, uh, five, and two, and then, you know, in utero. So my kids are still little. And so 
some of the challenging parts is just trying to be patient when they're running around being all wild and crazy with their siblings and not listening and they're supposed to be doing this and doing that. But um, one of the most rewarding things is just really seeing their hearts, like when they're being really kind, um, you know, that odd moment when they're doing that or hearing whenever they're at school and their teacher says, oh, they're so helpful at kind and helpful at school. And I'm just like, oh, I actually did something, (laughs) you know, (laughs) or God, you know, is working on them. So knowing that that they do have, you know, kind souls. That's exactly right. It's wonderful to see you were mentioning those kind moments. And I think all of us as mothers and as parents have just really enjoyed seeing when they do something that's selfless. And you just, Mm -hmm. it it really is an opportunity to help pick us up as moms. You know, that little thank you that they might say when you give them their sandwich. And then, of course, when they're really young and you've had kind of a trying time, but then they go to sleep and you look at how beautiful they look (laughs) Mm -hmm. as they're sleeping. It just, it's kind of a fun way to think how God probably looks at us. (laughs) You know, we're his children, too. And there are times he might just gaze upon us. What about you, Kay? What are all your experiences and rewarding uh, times that you've had? Yeah, so I think I'm the older mom here. Um, (laughs) So I have seven children. My oldest is almost 31 and my youngest is 16. So, yeah, the personalities do definitely repeat themselves. (laughs) I 100% agree with that. We, We actually joke that, you know, that the number five is just like number one, only we're different parents now, right? And so number five doesn't get away with what number one did. You know, it's just just funny. But, you know, one of our challenges and a reward and a goal that we all have as, as parents is to get our children to heaven. And so how do we do that, right? And it's, it's the daily, every day, loving your children and loving them good. Even when you're having a bad day or they're having a bad day, if there's need for reconciliation at the end of the day, you, you have that happen, you know, or in that moment you have reconciliation happen. And it's just, it's modeling to your kids, uh, loving each other and being good to each other, mm-hmm. like you said, Courtney, mm-hmm. and teaching them how to pray, getting them to mass. And that is all challenging, but it's also also rewarding. So now my four oldest are married and out of the house. And then my, the number five, she's in college. And then the youngest two, high school, ready to graduate and, you know, going to be a junior next year for the youngest. And I just, I see them being good people, (laughs) you know, and I, and I, and I'm like, oh, you know, God has worked in their lives and, and worked through me and my husband. And I mean, that's the truth because we're the parents. I mean, yes, we give God the glory, right? But he equips us to teach our children, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I am so blessed. My blessings just abound. And and I also have five grandchildren. So, you know, just the rewards of that, the the beauty of that is is just such a blessing, but but also a challenge of trying to give them enough time to each one of them, to make each one of them feel special. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when there's a lot of them, it's hard. You know, <laughs> Tell it me just about is. It. <laughs> Well, it's always a great opportunity, and and you mentioned blessings, and and I completely agree. They've been given to us, and we've been blessed to be their mothers here on earth. We all are brothers and sisters of Christ, and so it's just been a wonderful opportunity. Stay with us. We are going to talk more about all of our experiences of being mothers, but right now we're going to take a quick break. Today is the feast day of Saints Marion and James, who are martyrs, and Saint Dominic Savio. 
Born in northern Italy in 1842, Dominic was one of ten children. His father, Carlo, was a blacksmith and his mother, Brigitta, a seamstress. We know the story of St. Dominic through St. John Bosco, who wrote a book about him after he died at the age of just 14. In his book, The Life of Dominic Savio, St. John Bosco describes Dominic as a model for other boys. He was studying to be a priest and helped St. John Bosco reach out to the poor and neglected children. He was wise beyond his years and skilled at settling disputes among his friends and other children, but he was also very good at explaining to them why it was important to refrain from fighting in the first place. Dominic spent many hours in prayer and had a great devotion to the Blessed Mother. After Pius IX published the dogma of the Immaculate Conception, he established a group called the Company of the Immaculate Conception. From this group, every boy who joined ended up becoming a priest except Dominic, who died before he could become one. At one point, Dominic said, I can do big things, but I want all I do, even the smallest things, to be for the greater glory of God. After struggling with his health most of his life, he succumbed to lung disease and died in 1857. St. Dominic Savio, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. We are back, and welcome back into our special edition for the mothers out there, um, we're coming to you on the Friday before Mother's Day. We want to wish all out there a happy Mother's Day. We're going through with a round table of mothers and a grandmother. We've got uh, Courtney, Corey, and Kay, and my name's Elizabeth. And another question that we have is, you know, how do you see how God has prepared you for motherhood? And, you know, maybe think about seeing the examples from your own mother uh, what do you think, Corey? What what maybe has God given to you in all of the different people that you've taken things from and now put into your motherhood? Um, I have had amazing examples. Um, my parents have just celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary, and to see them um, raise the six of us um, has been a wonderful example. I am the youngest of those six, and so I got to see... Um, my other five siblings raised their children before I did. My oldest is about their youngest age. So I kind of tagged along with them a little bit. But to have those examples was so incredibly, um, just it built me up a lot to give me the confidence to be able to be that mother and to be that good Catholic mother and to raise them in the church and to get them to heaven. And it's definitely always our our goal for sure. Um, I have just, I have an incredible um, family experience and my husband's family also very close-knit very wonderful very supportive and I just I just love the examples that I have and the support system that we have that's right because you know a lot of times you don't have necessarily when your children go to school they learn math or they learn science or they learn English but there's really no class on how to parent and <laughs> I just think it's really important when you look at people around you and other people you've met in your life and you see some really well-behaved and loving children and you go back and they are a reflection a lot of times of their parents. And when you talk to those parents, they're simply doing what it was maybe that they lived and grew up under. And so it really is important to recognize our roles in the family and to be able to look at the wonderful examples of either our own parents or our own siblings, as you mentioned. What about you, Courtney? Do you have a, a 
group around you that helps you with mothering? Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, from my own mom, um, we're very close and I'm the oldest of four. And growing up, my parents, they uh, they did a lot to make sure that we were in Catholic school because um, they knew that that was super important for us. So I, I'm really appreciative of that. And um, as well as, you know, we have like a faith family um, and Kay is actually a part of that. So I consider her one of my spiritual mothers as well, <laughs> who have really shown me what it means to be a Catholic mom, as well as um, I have a really good community of other Catholic moms who are around my age. Um, and we all support each other and pray for each other. So just seeing their example with their kids and that's been a good support for me as well, as well as my husband. He's, he's amazing and he's really great at helping me get to heaven. (laughs) And that's, what's important too. You know, I know this is mother's day and we're doing our shout out for the moms, but it certainly does help when we have the men in our lives uh, that are spiritual leaders of the household that support in that way, but also recognize the beauty that women have and the definite gifts that women are given to give to their family. You know, um, Kay, how, how is it that, that we can maybe focus on being an example for others? Or, or you mentioned being a support mom. I think, I think Courtney said you support mm-hmm. her some. How, how can we support others in this endeavor of motherhood? Right. Well, I want to say first, for me, um, I have drawn a lot of um, consolation, uh, examples of motherhood from my own mom, from her mom, my grandmother, who were very, they're both deceased, but very deeply spiritual women and serving others and multitaskers. And, and, and that was huge. You know, like I learned a lot from them how to be a mom, but also how to be that spiritual warrior that they were. But I also, um, very early on in my motherhood, I learned, and I don't remember who I learned it from, but I learned to ask uh, our Blessed Mother for guidance because, um, and and as my own spiritual life has grown, you know, it's like if I look at my family as being a domestic church or a little Nazareth, you know, that Mary, when she was maybe cooking dinner for for Jesus. She knew she was cooking dinner for Jesus and and how beautiful that was. And so years ago when I had the little ones and and diapers, I was just like, I gotta change another diaper. (laughs) But it's like, but Mary changed Jesus's diapers with love, with tenderness. Um, So I I have taken my cues from Mary, you know, to, to just be loving. And I think just, I don't know, you ask the question, you know, how, how do you go about being an example? And I think it's just you live your life in a way that people say, I want what you have. And it's not anything that I have. It's, mm. it's, it's my relationship with Jesus. It's my relationship with his mother and, and with all the saints, right? And so, and I just think that that's attractive to other people, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love being in relationship with Courtney, like she, she mentioned, we, we've had um, a married couples group that we've been together for our entire married life, so for almost 34 years, mm-hmm. and, um, and it started out just the couples, then we had the children, and then we're godparents, and we're confirmation sponsors for all of them, and the kids have grown up almost as siblings, mm-hmm. you know, or cousins, if you will, and even closer than some cousins, actually, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's beautiful, and I, I, I just... You know, I thank God for that 
and just I don't even know how it you know I can tell you it's a long story so I won't tell you <laughs> but how it all story. happened you know but, <laughs> but I mean it's beautiful and and I wish everybody had that opportunity in their marriages and with their children with other families to to share I mean it's not we don't just go out and have dinner together we have retreats together you know we pray together we do service projects together so I agree. I think it's wonderful when when God places very spiritual Mm -hmm. and holy people and then to have those friends and have babies at the same time. And now to actually see those kids grow up. And it sounds like Mm -hmm. they're still very active with the Mm -hmm. group. It's wonderful. You know, it made me think of when you mentioned the Blessed Mother. I had three children in three years Mm. and um, my mom would always say, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. (laughs) And I would recognize that because I basically would get up and and they were so young at the time. And so because of that, sometimes I'd be tired or you'd be a little short with them or maybe they got in trouble. And I would just remember, maybe I didn't handle that punishment as well as I should. And I would always ask Mary, I'd always say, please, Mary, go to the child who's probably crying in their room right now (laughs) and put your mantle around them so Mm -hmm. that they feel a love, even if they don't know where it's coming from, because maybe I didn't handle it the best way. That's beautiful. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I had a gap of 10 years and I was blessed with two more. And um, my youngest, Mariana, only was able to be with us here on earth for five days. And Mm -hmm. I had to give her back, although she is a prayer warrior for all of her Mm -hmm. siblings. But as you mentioned earlier, when you had number five and it kind of seemed like number one, only you were different parents, <laughs> you know, God blessed my husband and I because we were always open to life with this fourth child now that, you know, our parenting is so different because you realize they all make it right. <laughs> they're going along. No they may not seem like they eat their food the I way they're so. supposed to, but by golly, by high school, they're wanting steak and potatoes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they will all make it. And, and it's been really fun even to see him in his um, grade school and now in middle school because I see classmates of his that mirror classmates of my older kids. And I'm like, that's okay. Maybe they have this or that situation they're working through. They will. I could probably almost tell you what career they will go on. Because it reminds me of whoever. So it's just a wonderful thing to be able to see the blessings that we get. So as we've talked today about different people that have been a part of our lives and the different examples that we've received from them and the teachings. Sometimes it's mothers, but sometimes it's also our fathers that have been in our home too. So Kay, do you have an example of when maybe your dad could have given you advice that really has now seeped into your household? Yes. So I I do credit my father with teaching me um, this, this saying, and then I'll expand on it. Um, There's what you plan. And then there's what happens. And it's in the what happens that we need to find the hand of God. And I remember he taught me that when I was a teenager. And it's something that we, we teach our children. And, and sometimes it's really hard in that what happens to try to find the hand of God. Like, what? how is this? This is not, you know. But I remember on my wedding day, my dad said that to me. And he's like, remember, there's what you plan. And I was like, I know. And then there's what happens. And he goes, and it's in that what happens in your lifetime that you're going to find God's hand. And I was like, right. 
And oh my gosh, what a journey. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But but seeing the hand of God in all the things, in all the things, in parenting, in marriage, in relationships with other people, uh, you know, it's just that trusting that God's hand is there, um, that's a life lesson. I think that's beautiful. And I think that's wonderful to think about all of the all of the wisdom and probably a lot of the sayings that we hear um, our parents, you know, maybe some of our parents have passed on and it's those bits of wisdom that we can think about and then we can share those with our children. And that kind of allows our families to continue on through the generations. So it's one of those things where we, we have to maintain that spiritual life along with doing our day to day, but maybe You listeners out there be thinking about as a mother, what you've done to really go into your spiritual life and how you have been able to bring that to your children. And when we get back from this break, we're going to ask our panel as well. Are you enjoying this podcast? Well, if you are, did you know that Covenant Network offers great programming 24 hours a day on 43 stations in five states, plus streaming online? You can find our schedule, your local station, or listen online at www.ourcatholicradio.org. That's O-U-R catholicradio.org. Visit us today. And now back to this podcast. And welcome back. We were talking a little bit about thinking through our lives and how do you keep the real spirituality in yourself so that you can present that and offer that to your children. And Courtney, you have young kids. Mm -hmm. You also have one on the way. So how is it that with that busy schedule, you're able to find time to keep yourself rested in the spiritual love and be able to provide that to your children? Yeah. um, Well, I, I remember whenever we were first had our first two and they were really little and my prayer life, it just, it just went down the toilet. Like there was just no time. I just, I made no time for it. And then I remember waking up one day, I'm like, okay, I need to make a choice to do this. And it's like slowly gotten, um, uh, slowly added more, you know, to it. Um, but since I do have little ones, I, I can't just sit down for a half hour and like, you know, do have all this time to sit and pray. Cause I am always getting interrupted and like I wake up and my kids wake up and then, you know, I go to bed and then I'm exhausted from the day. So um, but one of my favorite phrases to say throughout the day, especially during those moments where this one's screaming and this one has is throwing up and this one's running around without clothes on and, you know, just <laughs> being all wild and crazy, I, I say, come Holy Spirit. And and that really helps me just say, come Holy Spirit. Or I say, Mama Mary, help me. <laughs> and I go, yes. okay. And I have to take a minute, you know, I take a breath. Um, but those just those simple prayers really help me throughout the day. Um, and then... I do subscribe to Magnificat. I have that um, printed specifically so I can read it even while I'm, you know, eating breakfast every day. And that's actually been really, there have been really good fruits from that because my kids will see me reading it and they're like, what are the daily readings for today? Can you please read that to me? I'm like, sure, bud, I'll, I'll read that to you. Um, or um, I also try to pray my daily rosary, but again, that doesn't always happen. So I do pray it on the way home from work in the car so I'm not interrupted. Um, and then I have... Um, like about a year ago, I made sure that we signed up for our weekly holy hour at our parish. Um, because if I didn't sign up for it, it wasn't going to happen. So uh, mm-hmm. that's been, that's been really good. And I've been able to take my oldest with us and we, um, he, he really enjoys that too. So 
Well, and that's a wonderful way to give an example. You know, the holy hour, it, you know, whether you're praying or you're reading, just the peace that is in, in front of the Blessed Sacrament will be able to be translated even to the children. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a wonderful thing to say, you know, if you give time to God, God blesses that and, and makes it abundant. Right. Mm -hmm. I remember one time it seemed like I said, I only have 10 minutes for you, God. I can only go into uh, see you in the tabernacle for 10 minutes. And it was as if I spent 20 or 30 minutes in there. I guess God is outside time. Right. So Mm -hmm. who knows what he did with that time, but it it was a blessing. (laughs) And what do you think, Corey? What do you do with all of your time to get all that <laughs> all that time, all the time I have in the world? It's amazing. No, I do remember I did sign up for our holy hour as well um, years ago, actually. Um, and it was I would sign up for nine o'clock at night because that would be the time I'd have all my kids mm-hmm, in bed, mm-hmm. and then one of us would definitely be able to go. Um, and so it'd be a nine o'clock at night time. That doesn't happen anymore because my teenagers are still up, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I never get to sleep. But um, and and I can remember this one one time when when so my 16 year old now was a baby and I'd carry her in the car seat at nine o'clock because she wasn't asleep. Mm-hmm. But um, we had power outages because of huge thunderstorms and things that happened you know a long time ago and big big uh, trees took down the power lines. And it was like two days of no power and it was just stressful. My father-in-law was in town and he was probably fixing something, which was wonderful, but still it was <laughs> no power and, and four little kids and craziness. And it was my time to go to the Adoration Chapel and sit there. And and I just remember all the stress of, okay, I'm going and because you stay home with your dad and fix everything. And we got in the car and we go and I, and I get in and I, I, I get, you know, all the sit- stuff you have with the little baby and, and all situated and just huge breath, sigh of relief, huge, overwhelming peace of, you know, and then you just imagine Jesus and Mary and just mm-hmm. holding you in your arm, in his arms and just, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Your, your yeah. life is so stressful and this moment in your life is so stressful, yet this I could have said no. I could have said, you know, absolutely. I could have chosen to just stay home and cry and whatever I had to cry about. <laughs> but that piece and that it was just I still remember it to this day, 16 years ago, where I'm just this is this was such good peace that I removed myself from all of those crazy situations and focused on what was what was going to give me that peace for the rest of the day, week, year. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are wonderful. And I agree. I think that's a great time to have is just your own time to kind of refill yourself. Uh, One of the other things, too, that I used to do is as moms, we carpool all the time. And I'll give a plug out here to Catholic Radio, actually, (laughs) Covenant Network, uh, because I would actually a lot of times once I dropped a kid off, I would be going to the next place and I learned so much about my faith and just the little tidbits. And then that Mm -hmm. night at supper, something I had learned during the day, I would just kind of sneak it in, you know, during our supper conversation. So that was a good way for me to try to get a little bit more spirituality schooling. What about you, Kay? You probably have had opportunities to think through all the different times. Well, I'll just, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a little unconventional. <laughs> so there was a time in my life where, well, I belong to a women's group as well, and we meet every other Monday. And, um, and a shout out to them because they are good and holy women. Um, 
And there were several people that would, they would have their prayer planned out. Mm. You know, like I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to read this reading and I'm going to do this meditation and, and I'm going to journal. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, I can't do that. I, I was not disciplined to do that. Mm. And, and then with all the kids and, you know, like you, Corey, you know, they came very close together and. We were on the every two year plan. We were too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until the last one, he messed it all up. But <laughs> but but I and and my husband, God love him, he is so disciplined about getting up and reading. But so were some of my other friends, and and I was feeling like a failure. And I finally was. I had a little heart to heart talk with Jesus, and I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm failing. And and it was like, no, you live your life as a prayer to me. And and I was like. Oh, I, I do. And and then I realized that throughout my day, I was constantly praying, whether it was like as Courtney, you know, Jesus be with me or, you know, Mary help me. I, I would I would say those little prayers under my breath, but like as I'm, you know, doing the dishes, all of a sudden I'm remembering this person and that person and lifting them up in prayer and lifting up this situation in prayer. You know, while the kids are doing something else and I'm making dinner or they're they're playing over in a corner. I was never sitting down organized with a, re, you know, a prayer book or a journal or anything. I, I'd love that, but that's not who I am. And so, so I realized that for me, my spiritual life was built throughout my day. And that was, that was a good offering to Jesus, you know? And I just, I want to say that to other moms. I want them to, to not get stifled in trying to be perfect, you know? Because I think, um, I know for myself, trying to be perfect will paralyze me mm-hmm. and you don't have to be perfect. You know, you just mm-hmm. have to do it. <laughs> and, yeah. and if it's, and if it's in little increments throughout your day, well then you've done it, you know? And now that I, my kids are older and my way of life is a little bit different. I mean, I now I, I subscribe to a, an online app that I can listen to the the daily readings. I can listen to a reflection. I can listen to novenas. I can listen. I listen to it, mm-hmm. and I do it while I get ready in the morning. As I'm putting my makeup on, I'm doing my hair, and it's before the kids get up. But like just today, I was running late, and I didn't do. I didn't listen to it. So on the way to school, I had my youngest in the car, and I said, "Joe, I'm going to listen to the readings." And he's like, "Okay," you know. He was all. <laughs> he was fine with it. No big deal. Um, and then. He even said, he goes, oh, that was a good meditation. You know, like he, he, he entered into it with me. But that is one thing I, I do do. And I, like, I feel like now I am listening and I am doing the readings like other people taught me years ago. <laughs> but I just never, I, I didn't do it then, but I'm doing it now. So I'm looking I forward agree. to that day. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's wonderful to recognize that we're all different. And God knows because he created us how different we are. And therefore, the way that we look to him and the way that we worship him and the way that we thank him on a daily basis can be very different. St. Therese always looked at just the little things, mm-hmm. right? And and saying thank you and, and worshiping them him that way. So any way that you out there in, in our radio audience, you know, it, there is no right way. There's just the way that you give to him. And he knows you and he knows how you are and he loves you. So right now we're going to go ahead and take a break and we will be back soon. Hello, podcast listeners. This is Adam Wright for Covenant Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. And while you're at it, share it with your friends. And now back to the Roadmap to Heaven podcast. 
And welcome back. We are here today with a Mother's Day roundtable of women here giving their memories or their encouragements or their suggestions or just their way of life of how they've been with their children. And we recognize all the moms out there, the spiritual moms, as well as the physical moms, those that are currently with us and those that have moved on and are with God. But one of the questions that we were contemplating too is it's difficult in a home sometimes when you have kids always trying to get your attention and need your help and to always remember God's first and then to remember that your husband you know you as a unit as as a husband and wife need to be strong and connected before the children you know what is it Corey, that you maybe have had in the past where you've you've had to keep things ordered in that spiritual mm. relationship. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to echo Kay's sentiment about plenty of my ch- my friends have been able to have very <laughs> disciplined <laughs> prayer lives and I have tried and I have failed and I cannot wake up that early before my children and all those <laughs> sorts of things right but the one thing I have done I know to order to because it's always on the front of my mind I need to keep God first definitely because if I don't have God first the rest of the day falls apart and even if I just wake up and say good morning <laughs> yeah it's all on you it's, it's all I can say today and um and I've created a space in my home. So it's not always clean. It's not always great. But it's mom's space and everyone knows. It's mom's <laughs> chair. Don't sit in it. Uh, they try. Um, and then I, I'm surrounded by, by good books. And then I have in that same room, I have good art to look at. Beautiful, true, good. And good art and a little home um, altar. And um, I'm not great at maintaining it, but it's got the, the perfect things on there for me. Just to be able, even if I don't feel like picking up a book and reading it because I'm just so exhausted, I'm going to sit there and just stare and just meditate and just, you know, they can all think that I'm staring at the wall, but I'm really, <laughs> really praying. So, you know, that and um, and just that that's the one thing that I know where I can go um, as far as. Um, you know, keeping it all ordered. So, so God is definitely first all the time. Um, my husband uh, is definitely a close second, and my parents have set that example for sure. That their marriage was always first, um, and you know, and and Todd has helped me through that as well. Because there are some times when I'm like, oh, but I have to go out there and do this for those children out there who are screaming, and you know, are they killing themselves? Are they playing? I don't know. Um, but he's, you know, and he'll remind me like that they're fine. They're fine. They can handle themselves. You know, we we should be in here. We should do, and and then to be able to also just make time for each other and make that a priority. Because when your children get older and involved in all of the things, um, like tonight, and I have four children going four different places, and I'm not quite sure if the four year old is babysitting or not because he probably is. Um, that you just have to say, look, this is this is us. Because one day these children are going to be gone. They're going to be gone, and then we're going to stare at each other and go, what? Who are you? So I don't I don't want that to happen. So definitely maintaining because he's my support system and I'm his and we're getting each other to heaven. These kids are on their own after a few years. So <laughs> so, I, you know, that that's definitely secondary um, to God, of course, but before my children. And then, you know, I put the rest of my energy into them. <laughs> yes. So, Courtney, how about you? What are your <clears throat> since you have different uh, children's ages and and they're young, how do you? Keep God first and, and then your husband before mm-hmm. the children. 
Um, so like I said before, you know, I keep a weekly holy hour and that's really helpful for me just to recenter myself kind of Corey, like you said, just to, you know, recollect myself for the week and, and figure out how, you know, making God, um, a part of my day and part of my life so I can, um, really make sure that he's the one who's, who's helping me through it. And I'm just, I'm not in my own head and saying, Oh, I, I have to do all this. I have to do this. Uh, you know, so, so that's been really helpful for me. And then um, just an example of, of times when um, when it hasn't been ordered. Um, so, for example, this a couple weeks ago, my husband hurt his knee and it was his driving knee. Um, so he's kind of been down and out for uh, for a while recently. And so we've had to really try and balance all of that. And I've kind of been juggling more balls than I'm used to because um, I work out of the home and he works at home. And um, so the kids, they they know that dad is, you know, he's trying to heal and rest and stuff. And so something that we try to do every night is make sure that we have time for us, even if it's just 10 minutes, just making sure we put the phones down, put everything away and just catching up and making sure, um, you know, are you doing okay? Do you need anything is also um, uh, praying for each other and asking, how can I pray for you? What do you need for me? Not just like, um, do you need me to fill your water cup? But it's like, how can I pray for you? What do you need from God? And like, how can I support you in that way? And that's been huge um, for us and for our marriage. And when we pray together, we can I can definitely see his heart and definitely see what's going on in there and what he hopes for our family, you know, praying that we can uh, show God's love through our family. When I hear him praying like that, that challenges me to do the same thing. So so making sure we have that time every night, even again, even if it's just 10 minutes after the craziness of putting kids to bed and they don't want to stay in bed and, you know, so. Yeah. And then Kay, you know, you're even the, a grandma. So mm-hmm. you've got another layer of ordering. So besides God and then keeping your husband there and you've got children and then you've got grandchildren, how do you go about keeping that all together? Yeah. So from early on in our marriage, um, God has always been first, and that's kind of how Paul and I came together, you know, was through a, a prayer group. And so uh, God was always first, and, and and that was a given. But then secondary, he and I, we made it a point to have date nights, and, and they were scheduled date nights, you know. And so I, I mentioned this married couples group that we have been a part of. So sometimes it was just that was our date night you know, in, in that month that, oh, we're going to go out for dinner before we meet together so that we knew that we had that one-on-one time, you know, he, he and I. But we've also, throughout the years, as it can happen, and it's not every year, it's sometimes a couple years in between, but Paul and I have gone on vacations, just the two of us. And that is so vital because and it might seem impossible, but when you set your mind to it, mm-hmm. you're like, no, our marriage is important. We're going to go on a vacation together, just the two of us. You make it happen. And other people want to support you in that. And they're there to help with, you know, taking the kids, watching the kids, whatever. And we are better parents because of that. Truthfully, we mm-hmm. are better parents when we get away and we get a time to relax and just like don't worry about the kids or whatever. And sometimes it's a weekend, sometimes it's a week. But when we take those times away for just me and Paul, it's it makes us so much more appreciative of the family that we come back to, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to say, you know, and, and Corey, you mentioned this too, when your kids get older, teenagers especially, um, they stay up later. 
mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you don't have like what you were saying, Courtney, mm-hmm. the that those ten minutes alone at night. Like sometimes you don't, <laughs> don't have, have any, any time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I have three girls in my room at eleven o'clock at night. Uh, yes, and, and I, I I live that. I I totally get that. But you know, and I know I mentioned that you know I I'm not the the typical sit down and pray and stuff. But sometimes Paul will will make me, especially on the weekends. He'll be like, "Come on, let's pray together." And we sit down in a, in a special room, like like a special space, mm-hmm. like you were talking about, Corey. And, you know, we'll just hold hands and we'll pray and we'll be praying out loud. And then the kids walk in and I'm like, we're praying, you know, and then they walk out and another one walks in. We're praying, you know, and they walk <laughs> out. And now over all the years, now they they tap the door, you know, and then they kind of peek in. Oh, you're praying. And then they walk out and they, mm-hmm. they don't even ask us anymore. But we're teaching them, right, that prayer, God first, and then us as a couple, and then them. And then it all, like, you know, I've said to my kids so many times, you put first things first and everything else will fall into place. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. First things first, God's first, and then your family, your husband, and then your children. That's beautiful. I think that's a wonderful um, example. And I think it's it's a great thought for people out there. It's never too late mm-hmm. to start really looking at your family and saying, well, maybe these were not what I originally started in my day-to-day activities, but maybe it's time. I agree with you when kids are in their teen years, it's, it's, it, it can put an extra strain <laughs> on the marriage, honestly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that could be a time. Maybe you're out there in the listening audience and that's now you. Maybe make a room in your house. Maybe give a special space. Maybe have a time with your husband and, and let it now be the new example to your children. Mm-hmm. And it will be amazing how they grow up with that and we'll have memories of that. You know, it's been wonderful. We've been talking about our experiences as mothers today on Roadmap Roundup, and we are very happy to bring one more mother into the show today. Let's turn now to Patty Schneier for a daily dose of encouragement. It is the end of the week, so it is our last reflection for the Daily Dose of Encouragement on St. Joseph the Worker. Patty, I have to tell you, I'm sad that this week is coming to an end. I'm loving these. (laughs) I'm glad you are. I hope it is helpful for other people as well. You know, I just think about, again, St. Joseph the Worker and work, of how we can sanctify ourselves through offering up our work for others. And one thing, this is a tiny little thing. And I'm so grateful that this is something that Larry and I have done for years and years and years around our dinner table every night. And this is what I want to end the week with in thoughts about work is when we go around and say what we're thankful for every day, our children have grown up hearing this. We would say, thank you, Lord, for Larry's job. Thank you for his job, which provides for us this food on this table. I don't think we should take our jobs for granted, and I think it's a good habit. Again, I'm grateful that it's just been a habit around our dinner table to thank God for the work that does provide the food on the table and the clothes on our back and the home and the roof under which we live. So tonight, maybe at dinner, if your spouse is the breadwinner for your family, out loud, thank God for that job, which provides for your family. And then I want to also say, don't take for granted all of the people that are working so hard that you encounter throughout your day. Maybe it's your trash collector, your grocery checker, your mail carrier, 
the maintenance man at church, the auto mechanic, the waitress, wherever you are today, if you're running to the grocery store, the the lady that works behind the deli counter, all of those people are working hard. And I think as we're talking about work and being grateful for work, thank those people today. Make it a point to thank everyone that you see who is working. And sometimes I would say it like this. I just say, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for what you do. And I think that could make a lot of people very happy and just feel appreciated because I know there are many people that do a lot of work and it goes unappreciated and noticed. So today, let's be those Christians who go out thanking people for what they do and thanking God for the jobs that have provided for you and your family. That is a great way to wrap up this week. Patty, these have been wonderful encouragements on St. Joseph the Worker. And friends, if you couldn't get enough just like me, I've got great news for you. Every one of these is available on the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast. Just go wherever you like to get your podcast, type in Daily Dose of Encouragement and Covenant Network, and you'll find Patty Schneier right there. Or to make it simple, go to ourcatholicradio.org, that's OURcatholicradio.org, and find the Daily Dose of Encouragement under the Programs tab. Thank you, Patty, and thank you to all of our mothers around the roundtable for being part of today's Roundup. As we close in prayer, we remember all mothers, all those who have struggled with infertility, all spiritual mothers, and for all those in need of our prayers. We entrust them to Mary's intercession as we honor our Heavenly Mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that that we we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in today's Mother's Day edition of the Roadmap Roundup. It has been a joy and a privilege to be with you today. Adam Wright will be back with you on Monday morning. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Elizabeth Reckenberg. I'm Kay Halfman. I'm Courtney Stevens. And I'm Corey Grizzle. Thank you for listening and pray your rosary today. <laughs>